That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Evakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at evakind.com. That's right. Do that. <sighs> what else can we find on evakind.com? Um, uh, so many dresses. So, oh. so, so many dresses. Dresses are, are making all the money right now. Oh my I'll gosh. You, what. you know what? People want a dress. Um, the schmata business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a dress her. right now. You are. A, a like, summery dress. And You're, I can tell yeah. you, people want a dress this time they of do. year. They um, do. You just don't want to deal with more than one piece of clothing when the temperature goes no. above 80 degrees. It's an degrees. outfit. It's That's a whole right. outfit. Um, and one that we are especially excited about is from Megan Hunts. It's the Charlie dress in raw silk. And it is red. And it is... It's cherry red. Cherry. It is cherry red. It is a very easy dress. You have it in black silk. I do. Do we still have it in black silk on the site? Maybe I think, no, it's mm. sold out. It's sold out. I just looked the other well, day. if you didn't get that last year, you guys really effed it up. You but did. You, ha- you can redeem yourselves because we have it in red raw silk now. And this time it even has a belt if you want to waste because the black one does not. Um, it's really pretty. We're also very into raw silk in general. Oh my gosh, we have I so much say. raw silk on the site. Yeah. What's, the, what's the technical term for it that you surfaced? Some... Mm. Mm, I don't remember. Claire. Neither do I. Um, it's French. I wouldn't, wouldn't be able to say it anyway, even if I could remember it. Probably, huh? Yeah. No, I can't think of it either. Um, but raw silk, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, check out this dress, mm-hmm. Megan Hunt. She's an Atlanta-based designer. She's real cool. Um, she is. Super oh, she cool. also has that great story on the site right now about all of the Atlantic Atlanta female musicians that yes. she's into and has a whole playlist. So two things to see there. Oh my gosh, we'll give you a playlist for free. You don't even uh, have to buy the dress. Buy the dress, 10% off with yeah. the code a few things. And the playlist is a gift with purchase. That's right. Yeah. Um, 10% off with the code a few things. Um, something I that, said you really wanted to hammer that part home. Yeah, I couldn't remember if you'd said it already. <laughs> I got a little distracted. I'm feeling a little under the weather today. I'm sorry. Um, but something that is making me feel better, um, that we had a very passionate uh, charge discussion about it at a dinner party the other day was and then again at the office because yeah. you know this is a hot topic hot 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 favorite supermarket bread products <laughs> yep <laughs> you know here's here's the thing if we don't give you this content on this podcast I don't know where you're getting no, it. no that's right I, I don't know who else is talking about supermarket ice cream who's talking yeah. about supermarket bread products this 
I don't know where else you're getting and it. And it's it, it and the whole country can relate <laughs> because these things are available anywhere you go grocery and shopping. Me Unless where? it's like foragers or somewhere. No, you know what I mean? Foragers in Brooklyn's. Um, don't get me started. We don't go and, negative on this podcast. <laughs> so but, yeah, so we can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Um this conversation topic of conversation w- started because I have been on a real Thomas's English muffins kick. Yeah. And yeah. To me, it is an undeniably sort of perfect food. And I mean, listen, I don't want to take credit for this, mm-hmm. but I I do feel like you were exploring various Yeah, no, bread you did actually suggest and it. And you were like, yeah. wait, you were, you, oh, you would purchase like how many, <laughs> What you purchased a lot of crackers recently. Oh, God, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, but well, you purchased a, a Costco volume of yeah, crackers. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know why I bought that. And I was like, maybe Thomas's English muffins yeah. could be filling this void for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, and so... They are. So I've been plowing through what I, I was say, I when I was talking to somebody about it, we were struggling to know what to call I was calling it a tray because they do pack. come in a tray. A six pack. It's, it's not a I, bag. No, it's not a box. It is a tray. But I but think you like calling it a six pack. I think six packs funnier. It is funny to call it a six pack. <laughs> yeah. And it is accurate. Um, the, so I, you know, I, I have so many different ways that I like a Thomas's English yeah. muffin, but it, most of them involve butter. So like butter and salt. Yeah. Or you could just use salted butter. Um, yeah, why well, my... only use salted butter? We don't have unsalted butter really? in my house. Mm-mm. Doesn't that make it complicated when you cook? I don't bake enough. And like, no, but like you saute oh, no. things in butter ever? Oh, no. I'm never worried about things being oversalted. That's okay. never been an issue for That's me. That's fair. Yeah. But like when you make the Marcella Hazan Sal- salted butter. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man. Anyway, okay. Anyway, well, I That's highly recommend. Yeah. I highly recommend Kate's salted butter or Kate's unsalted butter, and then you just sprinkle the salt on yourself, or butter with honey, or butter with jam. You could also do peanut butter and jam. Um, and then you know, once I start getting on this topic of conversations, I've just had so many recommendations from people about you know melting cheese on them, how they like to do well, the melted pizzas. cheese is fantastic. Yeah, I I um, haven't. Have you done like a a tuna melt? Like a have you done a piece of cheese like and then put. I haven't been going savory at all unless you count the salted butter as okay. savory. Um, but I have been craving the the cinnamon raisin flavor of Thomas's English muffins, which is unavailable at my local grocery store, but I highly recommend it. I mean, I just think a, a bread that is constructed, that is architected to create pools of butter is so genius no it's a great idea it's It's so genius no i also had forgotten until our conversation about it the other day that you're instructed on the back of the tray to open them with a fork yeah yeah i I don't think you should open them with a fork no and i I would first of all a knife is a better it's just a better tool for it that's what we typically use to cut things. <laughs> and second of all, you're also that. What are you going to get a fork dirty just for the express purpose of opening up no, this thing? No, that's crazy. Because then, then you have to use another a knife, knife for butter. No. And then, but then this, this morning I was like, okay, let me. Maybe it's going to be so much better if I use a fork. But it's not. It was a mess. Well, because it's not actually cut all the way through. You got to kind of like. Yeah. No. It you got It's like it's like picking a lock or something with a yeah. fork. Yeah. That's yeah. not. That's not ideal. Um, what else? What else makes this list? Uh, well, the other thing that got brought up because we were when we we're thinking about what are the most extraordinary supermarket bread products, yeah. King's Hawaiian rolls. King's Hawaiian rolls, this phenomenal, phenomenal product. Oh what my god, and my mouth is watering. What a product! I still, despite having been talking about them for a good week now, I still haven't procured <laughs> you any. Gotta get some. I know they're so good. Um, they're like a, they're just a, a fluffy, small, yeah, sweet roll. Yeah. 
um, like if you've never had them, think about a Parker roll, like a Parker dinner roll. With sugar in it. Yeah. With sugar and like <laughs> yellow. Yeah. Um, with sugar in it. Yes. Definitely with sugar in it. I had been under the false assumption that the reason that they were sweet was because they had pineapple juice. And I wasn't sure if I just made that up because they have Hawaiian in the name. And no, Hawaii I understand. Per- I think that. Well, I think, I think that, that, that they're makes... traditionally made with that because then I Googled it and New York Times has multiple recipes for making your own Hawaiian rolls and you use uh, pineapple juice in them. Interesting. So I think that that is like the some, traditional methodology, yeah. but now in our sugar culture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no longer. Um, I, I got them. The last time I purchased them was on this ski trip in Colorado and ha- at least half people hadn't had them before. Wow. And I was... I'm so surprised because this to me feels like a classic it grocery a classic. store product. Yeah. Um, Chris's mom always has them at Christmas time because we have at least one meal when everybody comes over where we do just like sandwiches. And a King's Hawaiian roll with mustard and deli meats is phenomenal. The I think sweet- classic is like ham, right? Yeah. Like ham yeah, that's right. And, that's yeah, part, yeah, ham and mustard. Maybe even spam. Who knows? Yeah, totally. Um, to go full Hawaii. That's yeah. right. It's just such a great sweet and savory moment in your yeah. mouth. And they're so small that you can have multiple have sandwiches. Eight. So you could do like a turkey. You could do a ham. You could do, you know, do you could whatever. try different variations. Um, the best version that I've ever had, which mm-hmm. I told you about. And I've been thinking about nonstop <laughs> since you told me. It's going to happen for you. <laughs> yeah. The best version of a King's Hawaiian roll that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Take the King's Hawaiian roll. Mm-hmm. You cut it in half with a yeah. knife. Yeah. <laughs> Do not use a fork. Do not. Yeah. You spread honey butter on mm-hmm. the insides, but you go like heavy on the honey. It's more like equal okay. parts okay. than like, you know, not, yeah. it's not like the honey butter on the table that you I know just, what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's more like equal Peach's parts. Peach's Hot House has a honey butter like that that they use that's incredible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's like half honey, half butter. You grill it. Whether that's on the outside grill, maybe this weekend when it's warm outside, yeah. you or could you can use do like a toaster oven, or like the like pancake griddle situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, then off hot off the Ugh. grill, scoop of ice cream. This sounds ice cream so sandwich, good. it sounds wow, so good. wow, 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 wow. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying fast, also, obviously, I was also saying since I'm obviously like i'm hell-bent on getting pineapples in the equation you could grill pineapples and add them like a full sandwich yeah Yeah. oh wow yeah i think that sounds so good i thought i have thought about it so much since you told me about it i think it's gonna happen for you i just love the it's such a soft bread it's It's so (laughs) it's like so kind to you because i do it's like so kind how soft it is it is really it is so soft Um, um, we asked we asked um, bread aficionado Ruthie Barron yeah. um, what her favorite grocery store bread product was, and she was quick with an answer. Yeah, um, and also then quick the next morning to send a picture of it <laughs> being used in action. And I I haven't tried it, but it looked really good. Trader Joe's soft soft multigrain rustico bread. I'm gonna try it next time. I don't get to Trader Joe's a lot, but once no, when I, I do, not I, enough. I'll try. Not it. She enough. also feels really strongly that Earth Balance because it has like an artificial margarine taste but artificial butter better. like fake yeah. like tastes more like butter than butter yeah. i think was how it was pitched <laughs> <laughs> yeah so give it a shot um two other things i need to say mm-hmm. one we both grew up in pepperidge farm households yeah. which probably is why we we like especially so excited about garbage bread yeah that's um, right yeah yeah like we have both had to eat brown bread as it, children and it's just so like dry and well and also soft. like brown bread in in yeah. 1990 was nothing yeah. to write home about no the grocery and did your store, parents keep suburban. it in the fridge 
because my parents kept it in the fridge and that made it mm. even more like I, I it, don't think mine did and I think okay. it dried out just I don't think there was a good way to store <laughs> okay. it to be honest with okay. you right. um the other thing I need a good gluten-free bread recommendation yeah. because I've been eating a lot of free bread if you people mm-hmm. know what that is yeah. and basically it's very crumbly yeah. and you only get like two full pieces out before yeah. all the corners start falling off the yeah. other pieces and then well, you, and do you keep it frozen I keep it refrigerated. Okay. Um, it's just, it's not an yeah. ideal experience and I need some I keep gluten-free bread frozen and then I, and then. You just take try it out to, and use it. Yeah. And then like trying to like knife it apart is always oh, that's a disaster. Terrible. Yeah, I don't, I can't do that. I did this one time, had this like one excellent brand of gluten-free bread and I can't remember what it is and it's killing me. I mean, whatever um, that restaurant in LA, Pizzana, is using for their I dough know. is incredible. They need to package that as a as a bread, as a grocery store Our bread. friend Marissa texted me a while ago and told me that this like co-working space in New York <laughs> has this amazing gluten-free bread. And if I called them, they'd probably tell me who the baker wow. was. Wow. And I like legit like went to their website to try to see if they had a menu <laughs> or anything and like Googled around and like didn't find anything. I was like, I can't call them. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. yeah. Okay. It just feels like... Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I just need something that I can. I I I think our audience is gonna serve it up. Yeah, I just need something that I can get at a store. Yeah, basically, without having to call a co-working space I don't belong to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't. I don't want to close this out without making mention of something that I feel like people would not trust us as experts if we didn't surface it in this conversation. The Martin's potato roll. A classic. So good. Also sweet. Yeah, it's so good and soft. It's not as sweet as the King's Hawaiian roll. And I will say the person who felt most passionate about Martin's mm-hmm. potato roll in this discussion hadn't had a King's wine roll. So it's That's like, true. who'd you That's even true. be trusted to But judge? she was right to bring it up. It's no, canonical. It's, it's 100 it's yeah. yeah. percent. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's bring on our guests. We are here with Joanna Aviles and Molly Young, who, I don't know, we've been obsessed with both of them for a while. Follow so them much. on all the platforms, follow all yeah. the work. Um, but they have recently collaborated on a book called DCT, like those letters, but also like the city. Um, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> Good work. Just thank you. You, you um, succinctly explain the concept of the book. I don't know, Claire. I'm not really sure. Um, Joanna is an illustrator whose work you've definitely seen. It's been in Vogue, the New York Times, Marie Claire. And I'm always talking about that golden age of Instagram series that she did, like uh, on the podcast, on the newsletters. You've you definitely are. heard us yeah, talk about 100%. it. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Molly is one of like five people who, who I think I've read everything she's ever written <laughs> on, that has been available to me on the internet. Um, so, you know, here we go. Yeah. Um, hi guys. Hi. Um, thank Bless you so much for, for marvelous being... <laughs> introduction. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Will um, you guys explain the concept of the yeah. book? You can, I don't know if you'll do it better than Erica <laughs> did, but you could try. Well, the book is, well, actually, whenever I start that, I like look at Molly, I'm like, actually you tell it. <laughs> <laughs> It's an ode to New York City and to city living in general, and it's told in verbal visual codes that a reader has to puzzle out in order to unlock the meaning. So, and so they're all basically, and they're, I take, I, from what I gather, there's not a, a term for this type of verbal visual code. It's not a, a specific type of puzzle, but they're all letters. Right. I, like the most obvious one that people know is canine. 
like yeah 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 like the dot, letter, like yeah. letter K, right there's number also nine. numbers yeah in it. Like yeah it's that kind of simple but then it actually becomes very complicated mm -hmm. um because it's like at first when you read the text of the book it looks just like a jumble like alphabet soup and yeah, then yeah yeah when you apply your imagination and brain and look at the drawings you mm -hmm. can suddenly figure out the meaning but there's no like consistent hack. Like it, it feels like each time you're starting over, I don't feel like you get better at it. Agreed. Yeah, because <laughs> I feel like when you go through it, you're like, oh, I think I'm learning something. I feel like yeah. I'm like figuring it out. And you do get like a couple, you know, they're like yeah. a couple letters that you start to understand how they like play or work. But then there are ones that you're like, oh, no, I have no idea. I got to like sit with this for a couple minutes. No, you have to puzzle them out. Like yeah. anything, like anything um, truly worthwhile, it requires <laughs> a bit of effort. But hopefully it gives you this sort of uh, little dopamine rush when you it do does. solve it. It 100%. does. A hundred percent. So Molly, you're a writer and Joanna, you're an illustrator. You, you both had to be invested in each concept. Mm -hmm. So how did that come together? We did a mind meld. Like we literally yeah. did a mind meld. I feel very comfortable, like, entering your brain. I mean, my imagined <laughs> vision of your brain. What's it look like in there? Um, it's it's organized. There's things I can't tell you what they look like because I don't, like, you know a lot of things that I couldn't begin to know. I feel extremely comfortable in your brain. I feel like I could walk right in, kick off my shoes, <laughs> help myself to the fridge content. Um, but we did, yeah, we really mind-melded. Um, I think that I would imagine what would be something that would be fun for Molly and she would kind of do the same or you would have to anticipate what the other one could do because mm. what um, our book is based on another book well inspired by that's by this illustrator William Steig mm -hmm. and he did the code and the drawing oh wow. the codes are a lot simpler in his book so the two of us do together mm -hmm. what one person yeah could maybe do <laughs> but you got to kind of like pass notes back to each other this way of being like, okay, here's like, here's something fun to illustrate yeah. or like come up with the code for this. Yes. yes. We, in the writing of the book, we communicated in all forms by text, email, in person, sitting next to each other, sitting across from each other, <laughs> holding hands under the table. <laughs> <laughs> did it, did it always start from a scene about New York life that you wanted to, to express? So a lot of it started, a lot of the things started, um, you know when you're like at a party and something happens and you make eye contact with some mm -hmm. someone across the room mm -hmm. about that thing and mm. it's like the best feeling? Yes. Yeah. Um, just this like knowingness. Just yeah. that knowingness and like a brief connection with somebody over something that happened. So the, the, hopefully every page is like that where mm -hmm. you're recognizing something that you've experienced before or you've seen on the street and in the book is that other person that you're making eye contact with. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Ooh, well, who doesn't book want this looking, book? Yeah, the book looks back at you. Wow. <laughs> you look back at it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to just, it's like a hard yeah, totally. artifact to describe. And sort of what you were saying in the beginning mm -hmm. about how there's no accepted term for what mm -hmm. these units of meaning are yeah. is a problem that we ran into when we were pitching it, for example, sure. because we literally didn't know how to describe it. We kind of just had to make a version of the book, like a mini version of the book. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was our proposal. Well, I was trying to explain it to my husband the other night because um, he was like, what's this on our coffee table? And I was like, oh, it's this book <laughs> and trying to explain it. And he's like, I don't. And, and we sat down and then went through it from beginning to end with like together. And I was like, yeah, see, like, as soon as you like step into it, you're sucked in, you're mm -hmm. like there. And he's like, that thing was really amazing and like very charming. And I was like, yes, but like, I can't give you the words for it. You just Thank have to you. do it. Yeah. Were it's there, a, was the entire process really fun or were there parts where you were just banging your head against the wall? I don't think we were ever banging. No banging. I, yeah, I think no, actually zero banging. we could have, um, 
I think we could have kept going, really. I yeah, mean, we had to, to stop at some point, but <laughs> but I mean, I think That's we could amazing. have kept going. I don't, yeah, I don't think there was any head banging. You know, there was head banging, but no against the wall hair rending. I also yeah. think with a book like this, if it's not with this specific kind of book, if it's not, if you're not having fun when you're creating it, it's not going to be fun to consume. Mm -hmm. So we operated with that rule in mind. So what made you come up with the idea of doing this book? Why do you want to do it? Well, I think it's like, <laughs> like, this is mine. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think it's like, a. I mean, it is a kind of perfect, like, symbiosis of Molly and I coming together to make something. Um, I think like with her writing and the kind of drawing I do, we both already like the same kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So everything kind of like the tone of both of us was totally there. Um, and then Molly had had like a list of codes that she would just keeping in her you know, pocket. Like in, her, in her spare time, like, let me just try to write code. We didn't actually really know each other that well. We had, like, a first date. Um, we have a very sordid past, mm. which is that we met through um, a shared ex-boyfriend. Mm. Oh, my gosh. So amazing. We, so she was always, like, in my peripheral vision, but maybe, like, more than peripheral. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so we were aware of each other. Then we had a date. And then I think, like, within, like, a couple months, we were, like, working on a proposal. So I think wow. one of the things that drove us to make it was this idea that, that it does offer people a new kind of reading experience. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's so much of our lives are spent kind of engaged in really monotonous, you know, phone clicking, computer, computering, mm -hmm. um, kind of, there's so many interactions in our lives that are just very routinized and, and static. And we wanted something that would excite delight and surprise. And part of that was in inventing or reinventing a form. Mm -hmm. Well, and you have to puzzle over each page and you have to look at all the illustrations for clues when you do get stuck. And yeah, I mean, my like dream like is to see a copy of the book that's like really tattered <laughs> and like, chewed on and <laughs> pawed over and kind of dilapidated because yeah. I think those are like 100% like I mean those are my favorite books from growing up too I mean it is like a children's book for adults and that like it yeah does, yeah, yeah it yeah, does yeah. like you know you you can read it you can open it any page and you can um play with it yeah that's amazing do you guys think that this is something you want to continue with is this like can you are you going to do decountry and like <laughs> <laughs> is this a series I think we'll do more projects together, but I think this kind of feels like its own complete little world. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I have this um, a secret belief, or not so secret, I have a belief that all uh, art objects and experiences like have their ideal length. So mm. a movie should be like 89 minutes and a play should be like 90 minutes with no intermission. And Molly's saying just... 90 minutes with no intermission, that's <laughs> yeah. the dream. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I love I'll see like... anything that's 90 minutes with no intermission. <laughs> I saw a dream 90 minute. Actually, what did you see? 85 minutes. 85. Um, Isabella Rossellini's dog play last night. Oh, oh wow. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't know if you're familiar with her um her films about animals and animal sex. No. Oh yes, I have yes. Green porno. Yes, that's this, green porno. This one I she has like a trained with. dog um, explaining animal communication and she's on stage and wow. it was So there's an light. actual dog in the play. Yes. Wow. Wow. Um mm. I saw something 90 minutes that you would both love <laughs> called Dance Nation. Um, about a troop of 13-year-old girls going to some dance competition, but all of the 13-year-old girls are played by women of varied ages um, from uh -huh. like 25 uh -huh. to 70. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd be real into it. 
Um, can you guys talk a little bit about your uh, your experiences living in New York? Because Joanna, you grew up here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did that inform this book for you? I mean, I think actually, I feel sometimes I'm a little i I get like oddly insulted when people are like to me, "Oh, you're such a you're like the consummate New Yorker," and I'm like, "Oh, what, what does that mean?" <laughs> yeah, like, oh, like I'm carrying a million bags right. and like <laughs> like slumped over. I mean, sometimes sometimes people do ask me for directions a lot, which I sort of resent. Yeah, oh, <laughs> on I, the street, I feel the same way when I when there'll be weeks where I'll be asked like four times, and I'm like, "What did I do? Yeah, like, yes. what did I do wrong that everybody you thinks? were carrying too many bags? I don't that might have been it. Who yeah, knows? yeah." Um, but I, so I think, I actually, I think if you grew up in New York, I mean, New York was very different to me until I came back from, I went to, um, RISD mm-hmm. in Providence until I came back from Providence. It was a very different world. Yeah. Cause it was so much, there were so many less people that I knew there was like, yeah. I had the same best, I mean, I have the same best friends from preschool. So mm-hmm. it was like those people, my parents, their friends. Yeah. Um, I also grew up in the fish market. Mm, it's amazing. Which is not the fish market anymore, no. but it was uh, a tiny, uh, salty hamlet under the Brooklyn Bridge, which was just all abandoned buildings. Yeah. So where I lived was also very empty. So I lived in the fish market. Um, it was like just a very empty, um, kind of like weird place. I had this other, um, my other best friend growing up, Pippa, lived next door to me. Mm-hmm. And we went to school in Brooklyn together. And the school bus would come to get us, and all the kids would uh, say "pu" as soon as the doors opened because it was <laughs> the fish, fish market. market. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I always thought the fish market was um, Molly's look is like <laughs> was a little better than my friends who lived in the meatpacking district yeah. because there was yeah. like blood yeah. all over the yeah. sidewalk. So totally. I was like fish scales and a crab on my doorstep. Fine. fine, and you can learn to live with the fish smell. The, when the meatpacking smell is bad, that's yeah. Yeah. a new yeah. level. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't, so yeah, my life growing up in New York was very like, it was kind of like, like small and, I don't know, quieter and different. But then when I came back from RISD, so many of my friends from school also moved here. And, um, now I feel like there's people from every phase of my life. So I think it's, it's just a very different feeling. Yeah. 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 Do you feel like the book was informed more by your pre or your post RISD experience? I think that there's, I mean, there's parts of it that are, um, like, I, in the drawings, I have, like, memories of, you know, things that I would do in high school or, Mm -hmm. um, but I think also then my life was much smaller. Like, I would go from lower Manhattan to Brooklyn every day, Mm -hmm. but that was also kind of it. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, so it was a different, um, I don't know, I think it has the sense, it has my sense of being little in the book very much. I've talked about, talked about this with Molly, but, um. Like when I was little and I was in a stroller and I like my view was stroller view. Yeah, I was like, like knee level. Yeah, yeah. Knee, yeah. <laughs> but I was very like I remember specifically like staring at what people are wearing on the subway because I was a superficial child <laughs> and like picking out my favorite outfits in my stroller thing. Like I like those shoes. I don't like those shoes. So that's lovely. But um, so it definitely has that like mm-hmm. like looking like my sense of everything I like to draw is very much like about like looking at people mm-hmm. and I feel that way in any city. Yeah. I like to see how people are. Like yeah. observation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Molly, you're a New York transplant. I'm a New York transplant. What I love and have always loved uh, about New York is that it's a great place to be introverted mm-hmm. because you are, you can be alone, but also among people. I really, that's exactly how I've felt about it for a really long time. It's, it, you, it's hard to get lonely here. It is. You yeah. can be you can be totally stimulated yeah. and you can watch every, you know, 
shape and form of person. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also do that with the expectation that no one will talk to you or bother <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's it's right. true. I think you can be like I was visiting my aunt in um, New Jersey and mm-hmm. she lives in the suburbs and I was walking down the empty suburb mm-hmm. street. They're called streets. Yeah. 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 I'm just kidding. (laughs) And then I looked and I saw that someone had was looking through their blinds and then like closed it. So like I was being watched, but I didn't know. Yeah. I mean, I just weird. Okay, maybe that sounded much creepier, but I mean, in New York, people people everybody's watching you. Yeah. Just like the expectation. Yeah. You know, you're being watched. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's watching each other, but with very little attention. Yeah. It's kind of a it's not specific. It's fleeting. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Totally. Um, What else are you each working on right now that you're excited about? I'm working on a screenplay with my husband, which what? is a new endeavor. It's a real estate thriller. Wow. Oh so I'm pray. so interested. I love a thriller. Pray it's for my favorite genre of everything. everything. Thrillers and real estate. Look yeah. <laughs> totally. Really good. Yeah. Um, how's it going working with your husband? It's great. He is not as more. great as working with Joanna. I mean, Joanna He's pretty is... good. <laughs> I've worked with her husband on a lot yeah. of different projects, and he's... He's, he's a peach. Yeah, he's <laughs> he has he has a lot more experience than I do with kind of TV writing and movie mm. writing. So he's he's kind of pulling me along. That's nice. What about you, Joanna? What are you working on? I'm working on um, a nap that I'm currently <laughs> <laughs> a long nap. No, um, <laughs> eight to ten hours. Um, yeah. yeah. Also, like said, as if we just finished the book like last week. Right. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been done for a while. But um, I'm I'm trying to work on a well a book of my own, which which would be more like illustrated essays. Mm. Molly, are there other writers right now whose work you're really loving? Hell yes. Um, so many. <laughs> Not to... <laughs> I like, just like, like, wilt. And then and she blooms. Hell yes. I have the answer to the question. I love, I love a wicked female writer. Yes. Uh, Wickedness is just an overall really underrated and great quality in mm-hmm. a human of any gender. But um, I discovered this book recently called Bad Marie by Marcy Dermansky, who no. has written several novels. It's about a wicked – it's about a wicked woman. I'll just leave it at that. And then um, another author I love is Amelie Notham, who's a Belgian-French novelist who also writes a exceptionally wicked protagonist. Mm. So You went into wickedness lately. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Thank you guys so much for coming on. We love this book so much. Um, it's Everybody just a delight. Everybody buy it. DCT. Even though it's not was not pitched or marketed as a children's book, I recommend it as a children's book and, and an, an adult, adult book. book. I mean, you guys had a great date night based on this book from what it sounds 100%. like. I oh listened God, to that amazing. and I was like, I'm doing marriage wrong. A, we had a cocktail and read the book. I that's mean, one so, can read it. Yeah. yeah 100%. That's lovely. Um, that's the show. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, leave us a review, and now Spotify. Follow us at of a kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints. Our audio editing is done by Liz Smith, and we record at Showbriz Studios in the East Village, a.k.a. Alex's house.
So many of you guys write in and ask about our theme song. It is called Butterfield East, and it is composed and performed by the Soulful Saints. You can check them out over at DallaRecords.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.